ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode number 30 steve and the mobster here we're going to be talking about this topic of why you should wait to start steroids and why not wait so this is a really really good topic and we're going to have a lot of different um opinions on it and take it at different angles so um you know first off you know i'll start off a little bit mobster before i bring you in and you know here's the thing on steroid use um and full disclosure, you know, the first time I used anabolic steroids, I was between 28 and 29. It was around, it was around my 29th birthday. I started maybe a week before my 29th birthday. It's my first cycle. And now, you know, I'm in my 40s. Mobster's in his 50s. And look, I, I honestly, looking back, I would have waited to use steroids. Now, knowing what I know today, I would have waited and as me as amazing as it sounds, like when you're in your 20s, you know, you think you know your body, you think you know yourself, you think you know dieting, you think you know training. But as much as you know in your 20s, once you get in your 30s, you know, if you keep going and you keep weight training, you keep trying different diets and you learn more about nutrition, you know so much more. And my gosh, between 28, 29 years old, and 38, 39 years old, and where I'm at today, I know so much more as I've gotten older about myself. So I would have been able to take, you know, have so much of a, a better cycle and look so much better and, and reach my goals a lot more efficiently if I knew what I knew today. So that's really the first reason I think why it's good to wait as long as you can, just so you can really truly learn about different training strategies um, and split routines. There's three day splits, there's four day splits, there's five day splits, there's five by five training. There's so many, there's strength training, there's drop load, drop sets. There's so much different ways to train. There's so many different options at different gyms. Some gyms are primarily machines and some free weights. Like if you go to a Planet Fitness, if you go to a typical franchise gym, they have they have uh, more free weights. If you go to a meathead gym, you have um, areas where you could do deadlifts and, 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 and cleans and clean jerks and you can drop the weight because you can push yourself a little more and be a little more sloppy, you know, try to power lift. You have squat racks, uh, with no support, you know, system in there. You got bench press. You got all kinds of things. Some gyms you don't even have a, a bench press area. You have uh, just Smith machines where you do bench presses. Which, uh, by the way, they're they're just they're even more dangerous than than bench presses. People don't don't realize that. If you don't have the the safety bar in there, it, it can be extremely dangerous. There's been people at these 24 hour gyms found the next morning dead from choking themselves to death because they didn't have a support beam on, on these Smith machines. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
you know, there's so much more to learn. There's so many different, it, it almost, it, it takes experience. It takes time to try different gyms and seeing, you know, um, different and doing yoga, doing Pilates and, and doing endurance sports and playing basketball and all, all kinds of things to really see what your body reacts best to and what truly works for you. Some, some of you may weight train four times a week, do yoga twice a week. Some of you may react best to weight training three times a week, doing Pilates once a week and, and, and doing cardio twice a week. That, are, that is very intense. It's just so many different options in life and so many different goals that you can be uh, achieving for. So that's really the, the, the first point I'll make is, is experience matters, you know? So, Mobster, what's your first point on this one? Why you should wait and wait till you steroid? I'm like Steve, but I actually waited till I was age 37, Steve. And apart from, as I think I believe I said in a bunch of podcasts, uh, my initial cycles, the very first cycle was let's see what happens. And then pretty much every cycle after that for about 10 years, so up to my late 40s, was for a competition. I think only in the last few years again, since I've stopped competing or, or, or I'm only doing challenges and if I feel like dipping my toe in the water now rather than regular competing, that I've done cycles just for me again and my my, my once-a-year bench press thing. Uh, there's another thing, right? And this is a thing that's interesting to look at, the age stuff. And I'll touch on the age thing before we get into other aspects. Pretty much every person has ever used steroids and has aged mature, maturity, whatever you want to call it, Steve, will say the same thing. Why is that, right? So you go, let's allow for the younger guys to choose because that's the you know the, the age of responsibility whether that's 18 or 21 or 25 or whatever and we'll talk about the age in a bit as well every single one of those when they hit full 35 when they hit 40 when they hit 45 when they hit 50 says they wish they'd wait and you have to ask why now i mean give you an example steve one would be for example and you kind of touched on it in a roundabout way and that is learning your body learn how to train i mean guys there is a wealth of information i've got encyclopedias of lifting i've got bill pearls keys to the inner universe there's probably like three thousand variations of exercises in there so the argument becomes there's a wealth of information and that's true but arguably you know very little unless you're very very lucky how to get the most out of those exercises so the argument then becomes steve if you're not training as well as you could be training and you haven't got anywhere close to maximizing your ability to create muscle, why are you then going to jump in and use steroids? Because all you're doing is kind of half half the job. You'll take a steroids and that blows you up a little bit, but you're still not getting the best out of all the exercises. You still haven't learned how best to... A silly example would be, you know, how to get the best out of leg extensions by flexing your quads by changing your foot position, by holding a contraction for a moment. So just silly things like that. Some of you will know. Some of you listening to this podcast will learn just because I just said it. But the majority, and I include myself and Steve and loads of our buddies and loads of fellas that are our age or more will say the same thing. We wish we'd waited because we could have maximized what we were doing. We've got guys on some of the forums that were involved in this podcast. We're part of the Evo family. We're they are talking about steroid cycles, but they don't mention a diet. They talk about a steroid cycle and they don't mention cardio. Or they're asking what food they should be eating, but they're already on a cycle. Come, So they're putting, as we say in the UK, 
the cart before the horse. You haven't learned about nutrition. You haven't learned about training. Now, the obvious thing, which I think we really get to get into, and which we say this all the time, Steve, is what we, we, we when we refer to the heptar, when we talk about uh, essentially really stopping the best natural production that you possibly would have had, and arguably, and this happens more often than we'd like to see, the potential to damage or essentially crash and, and kill, for want of a better phrase, Steve, your ability to produce your own testosterone because you hit it too early, because you hit it too hard. And this is why it's get, becoming way too common. And I say that because it could still only be one or two in a hundred, but we are seeing people that are in their 20s, 25s, and they are on TRT for life. So I think that's really what we talk about. And that's really what we kind of get frustrated with. You're allowed to fuck up, guys. You're allowed not to know how to train or not how to eat and all that kind of stupid shit. But what you're actually killing, destroying, ceasing activity in a part of your endocrine system because you was too eager. Listen, if you fuck up in the gym because you don't know how to train properly, you can learn. If you fuck up because you didn't eat properly, we can we can teach you that. And it's not going to damage you for life. But you can damage yourself for life by doing steroids too early. And again, it seems to be becoming more frequent. Maybe it's just our accessibility to the information. But we are seeing, I would say now, Steve, probably once... Every two or three months, someone will come on a forum and they have started at 17 or 18 and they're done. They are on TRT for life because they started too early. So what do you think on that, Steve? Yeah, so that was going to be um, you know, a very, very important one. And I wanted to discuss that. So basically, your testosterone levels as a man peak around 20 years old. But some of you may peak a little older. It could be into your early 20s. And some of you may peak a little younger, maybe 18 or 19. So it's around 20 years old, maybe 21 years old. But your fertility, your sperm count doesn't peak till your 30s. So 30 to 35 is when your fertility levels will peak. So what does that tell us? That tells us that your reproductive system continues to uh, basically develop even into your 30s. So throughout your 20s, it's going to develop. So if you start using steroids in your early 20s, you're going to interfere with that development. You're going to interfere with your pituitary glands. Your pituitary glands are going to get shut off when you go on anabolic steroids. So that's what happens. So let's say you're, you know, you take anabolic steroids, your pituitary glands get a signal of, hey, I'm getting too much male hormones. So your body is going to react to that. And your body is going to say, you know what? You know, your pituitary glands, you are out. You are out of the game. So you no longer produce those hormones, which stimulate your leadic cells, which are your balls into producing testosterone. So that's why when you run anabolic steroids, you get shut down. And then you have to run a PCT to give you a soft landing. And then your body has to recover back. Now, if you run anabolic steroids during that window where your body's still, your reproductive system is still developing, you interfere with that and you can permanently cause basically a dysfunction for the rest of your life because your body's already sensitive. You know, with all the chemicals that are in our environment, you know, the carpet in your house has chemicals that you're breathing in, that you're touching the air quality in your house, 20 or 25% of homes in the United States, mobster, 
have chemicals seeping in from beneath the homes because of the dirty environment, the dirty soil. Chemicals, you know, for like radon, for example, gases that are coming up that we're breathing in, that we're that are absorbing into our skin. And so your your body has, has to fight all that and maintain fertility and has to fight you fucking with it and using anabolic steroids to mess with the hormones. So if you use steroids as a teenager, you could expect severe dysfunction to your HPTA. Um, and I can almost guarantee that you'll have a severe dysfunction into your 20s, into your 30s, where you will have the testosterone levels of a, of an 80-year-old man, okay? And my old podcast host, Trevor, he used steroids at a young age. He got really bad advice, and he had to go on TRT, as Mobster said, in his early 20s. And he has to take TRT for the rest of his life. He has to pin himself every week for the rest of his life. Talk about being a slave to something, all right? How, how ridiculous is that? So you really have to take that into account. So really, optimally, you want to wait as long as possible. 25, I think, is the absolute minimum, okay? 25 is absolute minimum. 30 is preferred, if you want to ask me when the first time you use steroids. If you use steroids before that, and even if you start using the steroids at 25, short cycles, you know, come off for at least twice as long as you were on. So if you run a 10-week cycle, you need to come off for 20 weeks before you even think about going back on. If you take steroids and you're on for 10 weeks, then you come off for only 10 weeks and you want to go back on, you're going to cause HPTA dysfunction. So the longer you can stay off of them in between cycles, the better it gives your body a chance to come back each time. So I'll start talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's address something in regards to responsibility and everything else, right, guys? So there's an aspect of, and this happens a lot on every forum, there's a, an argument which essentially goes, if a person's old enough and ugly enough, as we say here again in the UK, uh, to do what they like with their body, then it's not entirely for us to judge. And what you then do is you just answer the question, how much test, how much this, how much that, whatever. And then I, I go in a different direction, Steve, and I think this is part of the purpose of this podcast as well, because the argument for me is, okay, if you and I have been around the game a long time and we've had great mentors who've been around the game and some of which are still in the game uh, an even longer time, and we know uh, just from watching vlogs and videos on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, that there are some absolutely amazing mentors out here. I can think of a couple. You don't always agree with them, but ultimately they come to the same conclusion as, as we do, and that is that we have a certain historical responsibility, and it's, it is thus, right? and that is that we have to think of the long term and the bigger view, point of view. So for us, for example, to be saying to an 18-year-old, go ahead and do what you like, it's your body, and then they fuck up and they screw their, 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 their endocrine system up and they can't naturally produce testosterone anymore or their sperm counts ruined, it's kind of stupid. It'd be, I mean, it's an extreme example, but we wouldn't talk about hardcore recreational drugs as easily as we do steroids, knowing full well that there are certain risks and issues and potential for damage that comes with those things. Now, people obviously with steroids, it's not the same as, you know, going out there robbing for the money or crushing your veins and all this kind of stuff. And it's this thing where, again, we've all been young at some point and we understand you know, that we can do what the hell we like. We're 18, we're 19, we're 20, we get, we get it, we know what's going on. No, you don't. You just don't. 
So the idea, for example, and again, we've seen this multiple times where people have decided to do what the hell they like because they're old enough to do what the hell they like. And how many times, Steve, have we seen five years down the road, one or two of those same members come back and say, I wish I'd listened to you guys. And a good example of this was I've seen this, I don't think at a muscle talk forum, where essentially a younger member said something to the effect of that I have no intention at that age of having kids. I can't even think about getting married. All I want to do is lift and I want to go to the gym and I want to be a champion. And we'd heard it and we'd seen it. And maybe they had the genetics and they go off and they do very well in the gym and they take anabolic steroids and other performance enhancing drugs. And then they want a baby. They want a child with the girl, the partner. They've decided actually five or six years, 10 years down the road, that they do want to get married and they do want to have kids and they have because your mind changes. And we know that this is the way it happens. But here's the thing, guys, unless you went to a sperm bank and took some of your sperm out and got it frozen and then decided to crash the hell out of your endocrine system and screw your heps up and then realized that there's absolutely zero chance, sometimes you've got a chance, but as often as not, you do not. It's 50-50. It's literally a roll of the dice as to whether you will be able to produce viable sperm because you went down that particular route. There's obvious things, Steve, that we used to see back in the day, guys were screwing around by, by sharing pins. That was pre-HIV. There's a bunch of stuff. And again, a lot of this is youthful exuberance versus, quote unquote, sensible maturity, which come from experience. So it's that kind of situation right there. And it's just things like, again, um, you, you see this even for prof professional bodybuilders. If a top professional bodybuilder, when he's carb depleted, can't think for himself and needs a guru or someone who's got that scientific kind of mind to come and help them, then why do we think sometimes when we're young and we lack a certain maturity that that comes across, that, that, we, that we have the information, that we know what we're doing? Steve touched on something. And I actually want to touch on this again, Steve. Mentioned it in another podcast. It's to do with physical and mental maturity. Physical maturity, like Steve says, can come as early as the numbers Steve threw out earlier on. But in reality, if you do not lift weights, you are at your strongest, typically, as a man, around the age of 30, between 30 and 35. And that's also around the same time, Steve, that you also you hit your back in maximum height. And for most people, it's when you're at the height of your career because you've driven 18, 19, 20 you smashed college and university, you got into it, you got into your career, and it's typically when you have the best. If you're, let's say, for example, you're in the legal profession, you've got there. You've got your names on the list, you've, you've been chosen, and you're one of the guys that represents people in court, and you're, you're, you're on 100000 200000 $300,000 a year. That's the, that's, that's the career path. It's the same whether you work in the industry and so on and so forth. So there's that aspect to it. Um and that's the physical stuff. Yet, perversely, and I'll give you an example again just for strength, for example, Steve. Uh, if you lift weights, if you go to the gym, if you engage in exercise, specifically strength enhancing the muscle enhancing exercise, but some of the other exercises as well, your maximal strength, and this comes from strongman powerlifting, weightlifting, is around 45. In other words, you don't hit your full stride till 10 years after the man in the street. And yet here we are seeing 18-year-olds, and we've actually seen worse, uh, talking about taking anabolic steroids to maximise something, which they won't maximise for arguably another 16, 17 years, Steve. Back to you. So let me touch a little bit more about having kids. So 
I'm someone, you know, in America, I don't know how it is in Britain, <clears throat> mobster, but I would imagine it's similar in Britain um, because we've seen fertility rates dropping in Britain as well. And, and um, in, in America now, more people are dying than there are births. And that's because less and less people are having kids, especially among the you know more educated population in America. So, yeah. you know, and, and the trend is definitely happening in Europe as well. But here, here's my here's my experience with this. Women in their 30s, women in their 40s, um, and then late 20s, they are feeling the pressure. You know, a lot of them that are single, never been married, never had kids, they want kids. So you'll start dating them and they're going to, you know, hit you with it on the first date or second date and worst case, third date. Like at the, you know, that's the last time. But they'll definitely hit you with it and they'll want to know, do you want kids? And if you say, yeah, um, I can't have kids because I'm on TRT. I can't have kids because I fucked my HPT up, HPTA up by abusing steroids. And, uh, you know, I had to go on TRT for the rest of my life. She's probably not going to return your phone call. I mean, it's so important <laughs> for those types of women. But women who already have kids. It's the opposite. They they don't want more kids. That's been my experience dating women who are in their 30s in, in America. So that's what you're going to run into. So if you're, you know, you have the option of, you know, not having kids and, and destroying your HPTA, but you're going to have to date someone who already has kids and be a stepdaddy and have an Insta family. Most likely, Let me jump in this thing. Let yeah, me jump in this thing. There's a there was a profile that was doing rounds uh, some years ago, and it was about what we call a typical steroid user. And I've touched on this before. So the typical steroid user is has uh, better than high school education. Typically, they've gone to college and university, even if they haven't finished. They turn to have more disposable income than the average man in the street, uh, and. Uh, basically, they're, so they're better paid, better educated, so on and so forth. So here's the issue that Steve's actually touched upon. It's exactly the same in the UK, Steve, and I've actually commented on this. My partner, my girlfriend, her kids have uh, had college and university education, and they are atypical in terms of they are getting towards their uh, early 30s now uh, and just now thinking, I think one, one of the partners is just about to have a child. And the other partners haven't done that yet. Neither of them are married. That's all kind of normal. So what's happening is that educated classes with the greater disposable income, with what we call careers, not just working in a factory in a supermarket, but what we call a career because of their education, are leaving it later and later. So what happens? It's perfectly normal biology. This is about drugs and PEDs. Your sperm count goes down as you get older. We know that it what's it drops off for like one percent a year after your thirties, Steve. And so if you are going, I'm going to decide to do my absolute best in my career, I'm going to be working in a civil service and you, you're nearly 40 years of age, and then you decide to have kids, what happens? That's where they end up having to go and get therapy to have kids because their sperm count, or in her case, the egg count on the ability to have eggs and produce eggs to have, have children, goes to it, it just drops. Now, that's normal because it's left it late. But it's those same class of people that are the ones that can afford to do steroids and be educated about it. So what you're looking at there is if you're too young, taking steroids, crashing your ability to produce healthy sperm or in the women uh, eggs that could be fertilized and become children early. And then as Steve said, because you're in that career path, because you're part of that social group, such as it is borderline middle class, if the education 
and a higher standard of living and of greater disposable income, you're then also getting married later and having the idea of having kids later. And this is typical profile stuff. This is statistically normal. Not every one of our listeners will be like that. But in reality, the majority of our listeners will fall into those groups. The older, more educated, greater disposable income, and at the same time, interested in lifting, interested in, in, in using performance enhancing drugs. So the argument then becomes, you kind of shot every single bolt. You've done all the things you shouldn't have done if you wanted to have kids, if you wanted to be in that situation. Now, again, what you think when you're younger, I'm not having kids, damn that stuff, blah, 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 blah. This is the life I'm ready for. And what you think five years and 10 years down the road changes. So the advice becomes from us. We're older, we're more mature. We've had other people give us advice. We go on the forums and we see this because the, the reality of the situation on the forums, again, is uh, uh, you, you, there's hundreds of thousands of members, but how many post regularly? So we get to see throughout over the years the, the forum people to come in and a typical profile of a forum member. And we get, we get to know the ages of those forum members. We get to know, we ask sometimes and other ones they tell you and sometimes you can just tell. And we see this pattern occur and then we go, right, this is the situation. So it sounds like we're preaching, probably are. It sounds like we're trying to give you advice. We're 100% trying to do that. But it also sounds like we know what we're talking about and you think maybe perhaps we don't. But I go, okay, here's the statistics. If 100,000 members come onto the forum and the average age is between 18 and 25 and all the younger ones are going, we don't care. I'm going to blow up. I want to be the size of a house. And we go, but hang on. Have you done this, this, and this? Post a photograph so we can see that you're physically mature. We can see what you're about. Because even stuff like how long have they been training for, Steve? If they've literally, we've had people, I've had people literally approach me, but we've seen this on the forums as well, where you ask them how long they've been lifting, and it's three months. So hang on. You're 18. You've been lifting for three months. You're still at home. You don't eat properly. You don't have the meal prep, and you want to use anabolic steroids. The, the, the moral thing for us is to say no. The ethical thing for us is to say no. And here's the reality. You're not going to get anything close to what you could have got out of your body in terms of your maximizing your muscle and your size and your definition and your shape and your genetics and all those other things if you listen to us. You don't, you, if you ignore it, then you've got no chance, in my opinion, unless you've got absolutely 1% of 1% of 1% genetics, which most of you will not, obviously, to get as good as you possibly could have done. And here's the thing again. That's what we want. We want you to have the best results. We want you to be as big as a house. We want you to get to be on stage. We want you to look amazing. We want what you want, and we want it for you. So when we give you this advice, it's coming from that place. Steve, if we was able to take 10% of our members and, and blow them up and turn them into absolute freaks or strength gods or whatever you want to call it because they listen to us, what a representation of the forum, what a representation of our knowledge, and how they would then go out and pass on that information. So to me, that's what we're trying to get. Now, if we get 10%, if, what happened if we got 100%? You guys would be out there saying that the stuff you got from Steve and Mobster and the Evo forums would be just the best information that you've ever had. The, the, the stuff that would give you the right advice. We, we made sure that you could eat properly. We made sure you could train properly. And we made sure you knew what the hell you're doing and you took performance enhancing drugs and you was glad that you listened to us because you waited and you maximized your career, but you didn't leave it too late. And 
you're getting all that money, you've got all that cash, and we've got you on sensible cycles and help and God help God help us. You named uh, you named your child after us. I mean, exaggerating for the purpose of illustration, guys, but that's that's what we really want. It does sound sometimes like we're we're nagging, we're preaching, like oh guys talking too much or stuff like that, but this is what we're about. It's what the guys on the forums are, are trying to help you about. It's not always the most helpful thing saying up the trend. It's not always the most helpful thing going if it fits your macros. And it's definitely not the help, most helpful thing in our minds from the experience and everything else I've just talked about. If you go, sod it, I'm going to go on it early and I don't care what people say. I mean, it, when, when you're in that little situation, Steve, when we've seen this as well, you can't even admit to your girlfriend, to your, to your other half, uh, and and no one at work knows, uh, and you, you can't you can't if you join the forces you're worried about being tested or you're worried about losing your job, or you don't want people to see you growing too much. That's got to say something to you as well. So think about why we give you this advice. Don't just listen to us telling you it. Think about why we are telling it. Why we say it because it's coming from a good place, Steve. Back to you. Economic impact. Oh, we got to talk about this. Um, yeah. So. This is an expensive hobby. I mean, gym membership aren't expensive. I mean, $30, $40, maybe $50, $60 a month. Any any good meathead gym, any good franchise gym. Um, that's not the problem. But once you start using steroids, it can be expensive. The blood work, you got to get. The anabolic steroids cost money. The ancillaries on cycle cost money. The supplements cost money. The PCT costs money. You know, this all this adds up. And then the food that you're going to be eating on steroids, you're going to be eating more food when you're on anabolic steroids. You're going to be bigger on anabolic steroids. You're going to be stronger on anabolic steroids. So, I mean, it's an ex it's not the, a cheap hobby. It's not as expensive as some other hobbies out there. I think golf, if you golf, if you're a golfer and you, you know, you belong to a, a club and, and, you know, you, you golf at pretty expensive places and, you know, that can be an expensive hobby, you know, but, you know, there's um, bodybuilding is, is expensive. So the economic impacts in your 20s um, of spending your disposable income on this stuff versus investing it into a business, investing it into your education, that can have long term consequences. Um, you, you know, you'll be 30 years old and you'll be you know, uh, a, a buff guy and a strong guy with muscles, but, you know, then you're like, well, you know, I, I didn't get that master's degree. I didn't get that skill. I, you know, I didn't go to school to yeah. fix air conditioners. You know, I didn't go to school to be an electrician. I didn't get a, a trade. So you got to think about that. You know, think about that. Where are you putting your money? So it's an expensive thing. So you got to think about the economic impacts of using anabolic steroids. It's definitely something um it, it's a little it's a little weird because a lot of people who use anabolic steroids, they're not people with a lot of money. You know, they're just your normal Joe, you know, and then and, and um you've got to wonder, you know, are you sacrificing getting a, a a bigger house, you know, or renting a nicer place because you want to spend 500 to a thousand dollars on a cycle, you know, a couple times a year. So it, it adds up pretty quick. Let me touch on one of the two, two small things, guys. One is where the maturity aspect comes in and plays a great part, right? Now, 
I won't talk about roid rage or whatever else because that's just that's, that's at best a legal defense that's been used in court but never been scientifically proven. However, when you're on steroids, a great many users feel more positive and to, to coin a phrase, more alpha. So you're more out there, you're more kicking ass in the gym, especially. Uh, but we know this affects like politicians and salesmen. You need to have that kind of leadership aspect going on. And sometimes for a percentage of users, there's an element of that. So you feel more manly. You feel more, I'm going to get stuff done. right? And, and, and this is especially true if you have low testosterone levels to begin with. So here's the thing. When you're younger, arguably, Steve, you can lack the maturity to deal with that. Literally a small chemical change, and it should be a small chemical change, can make a small, but in this case, because you're younger, significant difference to how you handle certain situations. And again, we've seen this. It could be as simple as getting into more arguments in the club or, 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 or not taking shit from the boss at work or whatever else. And again, Steve, without steroids, it's sometimes difficult for younger guys to deal with that crap. With steroids, you're only enhancing, again, in a small percentage of you, not everybody. I don't think I've ever been in that situation myself. But some of you will be like that. If you're like that without steroids when you're 18, 19, and 20, what are you going to be like that with steroids? Something else, Steve, as well. And it's only a small thing. And again, it doesn't affect everybody. But I'm just thinking how important it is hair loss. And I say this, I'm looking literally at the forums right now and seeing comments are made and what threads are up there. And one of them is talking about hair loss. And I'm thinking, would you like to be between the ages of 25 and 18 and your hair's gone? And because you had an inherent issue in your genetic family background of the potential for male pattern baldness, it's actually the same as for women. So it's, it's a misnomer when it's called male pattern baldness. It should be called, you know, human pattern baldness, but whatever. Um, and you've enhanced that so that it's jumped forward. Instead of losing your hair when you're 30 or 35, you're losing it 25. And again, we've seen this come up and it really screws with some guys' heads. It really does. So you go, you decided that you wanted to take PEDs now, uh, but your auntie, your uncle, your mum, your dad, you've all had some issue. They've all had some issue with baldness and you've jumped in at the deep end, gone full bore because why the hell not? And boom, now you're seeing hit more hair on a comb than you should do. And you're 23 or 24 years of age. It's almost okay when you're 30 or 40. It's almost, well, that's when my parents got it. That's when my uncles got it. That's when my auntie had issues but you're having it at 20 or 25 and you can't tell people that you use performance enhancing drugs and yet you've got a ball patch, you've got thinning hair. And that's happening more and more often, Steve. And it's not just from steroids, but from other chemicals and issues with the lowering of sperm counts and whatever else. So here's the thing, guys, as well. Right, let's just touch on that last thing before we finish. With the issues and arguments about pollution and stress and society as a whole, and specifically... I would say in the first world, visibly America, parts of Europe, here in the UK, and so on and so forth, Australia and so on, Japan, uh, you could say that we are seeing a lowering of sperm count, a lowering of testosterone levels decade on decade. And that's without performance enhancing drugs. That's just due to stress. That's just due to society as it is. It's the size of the population. It's been around pollution all the time. It's from dirty water. It's from contaminants. It's from the food that you eat, it's from microplastics, it's from all those kind of things. And now you then add in some performance enhancing drug, which may double up on the effect that's happening around you, the whole of the society that you exist in. 
That to me doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever in that particular situation. So why rush headfirst into that situation? Now, we are a performance enhancing drug forum. It's, Evo talks about these things all the time. So it's not a question of never, never. It's a question of sensible, advised use at the right time, Steve. Back to you. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, like, look, if you want to use anabolic steroids, this, you know, why should you use them, you know, even in your 20s? Well, you know, you want to achieve your fitness goals. You want to achieve things that you never thought possible, you know, when it comes to fitness. But at the end of the day, you know, go ahead and use them, but just be aware of the risk. Don't be ignorant about it. Like some of yes. these guys on social media. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're not, you know, we're going to not say, yeah, the steroids will kill you, but they do contribute to a lot of these issues, the heart disease, the organ strain, the cholesterol issues that all yes. has an effect on your heart. You see guys dropping dead in their 30s, 40s, even their 20s from uh, heart attacks and strokes and and dizzy spells and all this stuff. And when they talk, it's just like they're, they're, they're you know, you see them on, on social media, whatever. They're, like Rich Piana, whenever he would talk, it was, was like, like yeah, he'd be and he'd be burping. He'd be he'd be like like burping. So when you see people like that, that's definitely a sign of a lot of trauma inside the body going on. A very very sick body inside, and um and and that's one of the things that anabolic steroids will increase that. You know, it's not the end all, but it will increase that. And um, so. You know, that's that's the thing, like in at the end of the day, like, you know, you've got to kind of just be aware of that. Just just that's all that's all I'm asking. Just don't be ignorant about what can happen to you. Don't turn around at 30 when you start using steroids at 18 and be like, well, I don't have any fertility and I'm shut down. I have testosterone levels under 100. What do I do? It's just like, well, dude, you know, you should have known that at 18 when you started using anabolic steroids. You should have yes. known that this this would happen to you. So, I mean, you just got to basically be be educated on this stuff and be aware. And uh, if you have any buddies out there that are interested in using steroids or maybe they started using steroids, you might want to show them this, this podcast. And we try to be as neutral and not preachy as possible and just give you the facts. But these are the facts. And uh, this is this is what we're going to happen. You know, I, it, it's... Again, like as Mobster said, and as I said, it's all these environmental factors plus the use of anabolic steroids that will lead to infertility. And even if you don't ever touch anabolic steroids, you'll become more infertile at a younger age. Your testosterone levels will drop more at a younger age than, than, than before because of all these chemicals and all these plastics in our ocean and all this other stuff. So just be aware of that. And be smart. And at the end of the day, if you do decide to use them, that's the only reason that I can say to use anabolic steroids when you're young is to reach your fitness potential. And if you're able to monetize being in bodybuilding, then, hey, more power to you. If you can make, you know, a, a 5000 a month off of this industry and then work a part-time job on the side, then you're doing – that's beautiful. That's a pretty good uh, living in America, you know? So, uh, you know, that's, that's, if, if you can do that, then go for it. Just be aware of, of the risks that are involved. But that is the only reason, Mobster, that I can think of for someone to use anabolic steroids 
at a really, really young age, you know? Um, I mean, how about you? What's once you finish off the show talking about any reason to use steroids if someone's in their early 20s and then uh, take us into the slammer? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with Steve. This is sometimes why we ask to see photographs because a few of you, and this is typically what happens with the professional bodybuilders that we have in the industry and, and strongman for that matter, they, they tend to physically mature early. So we'll say it's proper photograph. And if you've got the genetics, if you've got the genes, if you have the look of a bodybuilder or the look of a strength athlete, if you're doing crazy numbers and all your buddies were only doing 50% of what you're doing in the gym, and genetically speaking, you're probably going to be a freak. Uh, you know, this is the guys that have veins on their thighs when they're 18 and so on and so forth. They're still at, still at school and they're muscular like a man. They're, 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 they weigh half as much again as the next person and they're, they're at the front line of rugby and, and pro ball, etc. So we say, show, throw up a photograph. If you've got a 10-inch wrist and that, uh, that, that uh, mesomorphic frame, you're going to be an absolute monster in the gym, even if you're young. And again, argument then maybe for you to, to maximise your genetic potential while you're still young enough and get out there and kill it. And as Steve said, that might be, if it's in strong man, it means you might be in your, your early 20s and winning the world's strongest man. It might might mean that you're in the top 10 of the Olympia and you're barely into your 30s. So there's an argument to be made there, 100%. Equally, guys, it's it, although we try not to be judgmental, it's difficult sometimes, and we are trying to come from the right place. We have had mentors of our own. There's mentors on the forum, there's reps on the forum, there's us moderators and here we are we're trying to do the right thing by you our listener and by the forum members and that's give you this information and allow you to make choices now once you've been informed once you say that you understand if it's young and you say do you know what i am old enough to make this decision i will go ahead and perhaps i'll regret it at least you know that we told you and it came from the right place and for the right reason and that's what this podcast is about it's all about sensible advice proper use Wait in if you need to wait. Going ahead if you need to go ahead. Eating properly, training properly. That's what we we preach, if you like, in all our podcasts. We're not telling you to go out and do crazy cycles. Even when we talk about crazy cycles, we will say it's a crazy cycle. And we will say that perhaps it's only for the hardcore. It's only for the few. And we talk about that kind of stuff. If it's halo, if it's if it's trend, if it's mixing it with other drugs, to get into the we will say this is for the few, it's for the selected, it's for those that are risky, ready to run the risk. So think of it in those terms when we give you this kind of advice. It might sound like preaching, it probably is preaching, but it's coming from a good, solid place with your best thoughts and intentions at heart. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.